It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm your host, Jason Breifel. Today's a really exciting program. I'm joined in the studio by Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and Jennifer Myers, President of SageVest Wealth Management, and also by phone, Chris Kowalik, a federal employee benefits expert at Fed Impact by ProFeds. This week, we are talking about an issue on the top of mind for a lot of federal employees and folks in the community here, financial planning, how to manage your money. Uh, before we dive into the program, I want to remind our listeners that Fed Talk is brought to you by Long-Term Care Partners. Long-Term Care Partners administers the Office of Personnel Management-sponsored federal long-term care insurance program. Um, Shane, Jennifer, Chris, thank you so much for, for being here with us today. Uh, really uh, excited about this program and, and offering our listeners uh, some really valuable information right now that I think is top of mind for folks as we're uh, coming out of the shutdown into the middle of tax season uh, and, and folks are really thinking about their, their finances and, and, and their households and their personal lives. Great. Thank you for having Great. us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, before we, we dive in, just want to uh, provide our guests a little bit more information about uh, who each of you are and, and, and your organizations. And uh, we'll just go down the line here. Uh, Shane, can you tell us a little bit about WEPA, please? Yes, WEPA is a, um, well, first off, it stands for Worldwide Assurance for Employees of Public Agencies, which is a mouthful, which is why we use WEPA. Uh, it's got an interesting history. It's been around for 75 years. We uh, were founded during World War II. President Roosevelt stood up a number of agencies during the war, the OSS, Office of Lend-Lease, and these brand-new agencies had no way to get life insurance. There was no federal benefits program. The only programs in existence at that time were for the State Department and for the armed forces. And so these new employees were going into war zones, even though they were civilians. There are traditional limits saying life insurance won't pay in a war zone. So they had no way to get life insurance. So this was a real problem. <clears throat> and the President uh, Roosevelt tasked uh, the leaders of these agencies to s solve it. And so they finally found an insurance company. It took a bit of work. Uh, the Equitable, which later became Cigna. <clears throat> and uh, that's how it founded. So it was founded in 1943. We actually 11 years prior to the federal uh, benefits program. So we've got a long, uh, rich history. It's a nonprofit, 501c9. Uh, so it's uh, employment-related, meaning it's only open to civilian federal employees. And uh, we're very proud of it. We have a board of, of 13. They're all senior civilian um, federal employees. And it's been that way since its beginning. And uh, our first 75 years, uh, we, we plan to have another great 75 years serving feds. Great. Well, uh, so happy to have you here on the program this morning, Shane. Uh, Jennifer, with Sage, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, SageVest Wealth Management. Sure. Thank you for having me on. Um, we have not been around for 75 years, I can say. Um, but I am president of SageVest Wealth Management. We are an independent, fee-only, and proud to be a fiduciary uh, wealth management shop in McLean, Virginia, uh, working with individuals, families, and small business owners on true wealth management services of investing assets and really making sure that you're planning wisely for your future. Um, that's a little bit about us. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, uh, Jennifer. Uh, Chris Kowalik with uh, Fed Impact. Um, thank you for joining us today. You bet. So my name is Chris Kowalik. I'm the founder of ProFed. So um, Fed Impact is the workshop that we provide that 
uh, covers all the retirement needs that, that federal employees have and all the decisions that they're making as they plan uh, to step into that world of retiring from federal service. And so um, I work with a network of financial professionals throughout the country who have specialized their practice in working with federal employees to be able to address the unique needs that this audience has. Perfect. Well, so happy to have uh, you and, and your expertise from ProFeds with us today. Uh, you Thank know, we you. wanted to pull this program together because we did feel that coming out of out of the shutdown, uh, these issues really came top of mind for a lot of folks. And uh, I'd be curious uh, to hear from each of you uh, kind of what, what were some of the lessons learned um, that you're hearing from your members, from your clients, uh, folks that you're working with uh, uh, that, that came out of this situation? Uh, Shane? Yeah, thank you. And we were talking uh, prior to the show starting. <clears throat> A lot of civilian feds uh, got caught unaware, um, even though you'd like to think uh, – you're prepared for most things in life. Missing two paychecks in a row is a big deal. And as, uh, especially here in the DC area, we had tremendous amount of media coverage around this, real people having real issues. And uh, WEPA, for example, we were uh, fortunate to be able to waive all premiums for all members for uh, the month of January. I know a lot of the big banks and credit unions were offering interest-free loans and doing a number of other things, but we wanted to do our part to help people. That was a big help, but it's not, um, it's not, a, it's not a cure, uh, nor is it a significant – if you've got to pay the mortgage, not paying your life insurance premium is helpful, but it is not a huge deal. So <clears throat> I really appreciate what we said – we talked about before the show, which is – this is an opportunity, what you just said, this is an opportunity for us to reflect on our own financial planning in general, um, just as, for example, we get far more people enrolling in life insurance during federal open season, even though you can apply for us at any time during the year. People are thinking about it at that time. It's top of mind. Um, for life insurance and maybe even financial planning, perhaps you could talk to that a little bit, uh, life events are times when you think about this, you, you know, you get, get married, you buy a house, you have a kid, you have another kid. Oh my goodness. I've got, if you're going to pay for your children's college, oh my goodness, you have a realization how much college tuition costs. And mm -hmm. gosh, I don't have anything started for that. So these moments. And so that's how I like the way you framed it. That's how we'd like to think of this. This is a moment in time when you start thinking about financial planning. No, very true and very well said, Shane. Um, you're right. It's a life moment. It's a very unfortunate one that too many people had to go through, and missing two paychecks um, is, is significant and a, a very large financial hit. Employees were paid back, but the ramifications were real of how do you, how do you go out and buy food to put on the table? How do you support your children? And we were very fortunate here in the D.C. area that a lot of organizations had um, – Forgiveness programs such as your organization and waiving premiums, um, uh, but there are federal gov government workers all across the country and did not have all those those options available to them. Um, you know, I'd hate to say that this is a time for for learning, but like you said, the a life event. This was a, this was a real life event for many people, um, and I think it is hopefully time to. Just say, what can I learn from it a little right. bit? But it's still, yeah, it's good. still, our federal government should not be shutting down. This is, there's a real problem, a fundamental problem that we are the largest country in the world. We're the most developed country in the world. We should be able to keep our federal government open and find paths forward. That's certainly first and foremost. Um, but I think it is time for people to pause and say, what can I how can I put myself in a better position? Because I'd love to say that we won't have this happen again, but um, we are in slightly uncertain times here, and it, it could certainly happen again. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a, a big conversation on the Hill of how do, how do we potentially uh, avoid and prevent uh, uh, shutdown situations in the future. Uh, before we take our first break, Chris, I, I wanted to get your insights, uh, particularly from, you, you mentioned working with uh, advisors and experts around the country. Uh, outside of, of the D.C. area, 
what was the conversation? What, what were you uh, hearing at ProFeds from your clients uh, around the country? say generally um, the same message that we heard from, from D.C. employees, uh, simply that um, the, the employees were getting to a point that they realized that they don't want the government to be able to control their check arriving in their bank account. And, uh, you know, they, they became concerned. And, you know, when, when we look at situations like a government shutdown, uh, we think about a lot of things, but I look at it through the lens of being prepared to retire, and so I'm going to offer maybe a, a little bit different of a twist on this, a little bit more candid of an observation, and that is uh, for federal employees who missed two paychecks who could not make that work in their household, I, I want them to take special pause in thinking about the transition into retirement and financially what that is really going to look like. We've, we've got to be able to be in a position that when those things happen, and, and regardless if it's a government shutdown, if the car breaks down, if the hot water tank needs to be repaired, whatever the thing is that has caused us to not have enough money in our bank account, we've got to be able to have um, things like an emergency fund that's properly funded to be able to tap into. And certainly the transition into retirement is one of those big life aha moments that folks have. And they realize that the checks don't arrive quite as easily from OPM um, as they did while they were working. And it puts them in, in quite a, a bit of financial strain. And so we want to look at it from a very proactive approach as we're looking you know, through the lens to retirement of what needs to be in place so that we step into retirement from a place of calm and comfort and not from a place of chaos, which is where most employees found themselves throughout the shutdown. Thanks, Chris. I think that gives us a, a really interesting and good segue into our next segment because there has been talk for a long time about a potential retirement tsunami. And uh, the, I think the OPM data that came out from February found we aren't seeing it yet. But, but maybe we will. And uh, I think how folks are planning and thinking forward for themselves and their families um, as they think about what, what comes after their, their time in government is, is a perfect uh, continuation of our theme as we're discussing fi financial planning here on Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 a.m. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. Well, With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed, Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. We're diving into our conversation on financial planning for Feds. I'm joined in the studio uh, by Shane Canfield of WEPA, uh, Jennifer Myers of SageVest Wealth Management, and via the phone, Chris Kowalik of ProFeds. Um, before the break, we were discussing uh, kind of retirement and, and, and the critical role of, of planning for, being prepared for, uh, retirement and and the notion that uh, uh, with with uh, the shutdown and also just trends that we're seeing in the government where, where we know that in the senior executive service 65 70 percent of folks are eligible to retire within the next five <coughs> years um, the the workforce more broadly is is uh, not far behind and and uh, if folks aren't already thinking about retirement they really need to be but, but uh, there's a lot of resources out there for folks, including uh, two of our guests today. And uh, Chris, uh, since, since you started us down this path, I uh, uh, would like to hear a little bit more from you on this and in terms of what, what folks can be thinking about and doing now as uh, regardless of where they are in their career uh, to think about uh, retirement planning and uh, maintaining financial security uh, for the future. Wonderful. So the earlier the better, right? Everybody knows that that's what they're supposed to do for long-term planning, like planning for retirement. Um, but a lot of things get in the way throughout our life. Um, and 
unfortunately, uh, those things prevent us from making a lot of good decisions much earlier in life. But there are a number of regrets that federal employees who step into retirement almost immediately have. And, and they wish they could rewind the clock and do those things differently. And a couple that I'll, I'll share with the audience, um, the first is that change is coming, right? These benefits that they have today a lot of folks don't understand how they genuinely change in retirement. And not only do they change, but they're designed to change drastically. And so what a benefit looked like while they were working and what a benefit looks like in retirement is likely going to be very different. And if they've not planned for that change to happen, uh, premiums rising, coverage dropping, whatever that might look like, they find themselves really surprised. Um, of course, the second regret is that they end up having more month than money. Right? They, they, the money that they're receiving in retirement doesn't get them all the way to the end of the month, and then they find themselves in a lot of financial hurt, and then they begin making decisions that perhaps aren't really in their best interest. And, and the reality is that they weren't honest with themselves about how expensive retirement will really be, or they underestimate how continuing certain benefits will look into the future. And so... When we have folks come through our retirement workshop and subsequently meet with the financial professional partners that we have, they begin to realize that they can pivot their decisions, but the power of that pivot, the earlier you make it, the better, the less painful the decisions are that have to be made. And if we wait too late in the game to make those changes, it's really painful so, uh, you know, we, we use a phrase in our workshop and, and certainly with our financial professionals is, if what you thought was true wasn't, when would you like to know? Well, we want all these federal employees to know right now so that they can make really great, smart, educated decisions about how things are going to look. Um, I've got two more that I'll share with you that I, I think fall right into uh, this topic, and, and that is uh, a lot of folks look at these benefits with a great deal of blind loyalty, and they forget that just because a benefit worked up to this point doesn't mean it's, it's going to continue to work that same way for their family. And, you know, I, I always share with employees that the government does not have a monopoly on good ideas. OPM hasn't sought out the entire marketplace to find the perfect product for millions of employees and retirees. And so it's, it's up to the person planning for retirement to make sure that they're being proactive, that they're, they're unbiasedly evaluating the options that they have both within the government benefits themselves and out in the private sector so that they're making sure that they get what's best for their family. And then, you know, when we talk about how do we know that we're ready to retire, how, how do we know that we're truly prepared and there's a concept that we have of practicing to retire, and it's the idea that if we've laid out a budget, we know what retirement's going to look like. Before you do it, before you submit your retirement application, practice on that budget. Now, you still have to go to work. You can't really pretend to retire and not show up to work every day. But see if you can actually live on the budget that you think you're going to have in retirement. And, and if you can, by the end of the year, boy, that feels really great. But if you've determined that you ended up needing to pull a lot more than what you had budgeted for in your retirement budget, then you know that perhaps sticking around another year or two or three uh, may serve you very well from a financial preparedness standpoint, stepping into retirement. Fabulous, Chris. Those are some really f great and helpful and concise suggestions. And Jennifer, I'm curious, curious kind of uh, from your perspective uh, with, with your team at SageVest, uh, uh, how does that resonate with you and anything you might add to that? I would really echo everything that Chris just went over. Um, but I would also make a point that, you know, after the government shutdown, I know there's been a lot of discussion about um, will people still be interested in working for the government post this? And I think it's important to still not to um, throw a bone at the government after what, what people went through, but it is important to recognize that, uh, the federal government is one of the very few places that you still can get a pension and one um, that is very secure and backed by the federal government. Uh, and I think that represents a very large retirement nest egg for, for individuals that's hard to replicate elsewhere. Um, but to Chris's point, many people are 
solely banking on that pension and their Social Security benefits, unless they're under the old uh, CSRS system, to pay their bills. And oftentimes that the equation of the two falls short relative to what you are earning right now. Um, so there's a deficit. So making sure that you have a financial plan, I always um, I, I hate it when I get the phone call from somebody saying, I just submitted my retirement or I'm planning on retiring in the next six months, can I put a financial plan together? Because really, I hope I have good news for you, because if not, I'm about to you know, kind of rock your world in a, in a not-so-good way, that it's much better to put a financial plan in place, as Chris said earlier on, so that you have the guidance and you have a positive surprise when it's time for retirement, because that's what everybody really wants. Um, and, you know, to Chris's point about trying to live in, within a budget, the other thing that we always talk about with our clients, and, and really clients, whether you're, or individuals, whether you're in the federal government or in the private sector, a lot of the retirement considerations are the same. And one is thinking about what you're going to do in retirement. And one of the myths out there is that you're going to spend less in retirement. Now, if you pay off your mortgage on the day that you retire, you're probably going to spend a little bit less in retirement. Um, but the reality is... You're going to have more time on your hands. You're not going to work. So you're going to have, you know, whether you work a 40-hour work week or something else, you're going to have more time to do something. And chances are it's going to cost a little money along the way at some point. Um, so we always really counsel individuals to take some time to think about what their retirement's going to look like and come up with that realistic budget, not necessarily just the one that you're living today. And to really think about also the longevity because people are living longer. We have one of the largest retirement booms coming up with the baby boomer population, and people are exceeding longevity standards by every year. It, it, we had a dip back in longevity because of the opioid crisis and suicide recently. But outside of that, people are living longer, and you will get your Social Security and your pension benefits, but they oftentimes don't keep up with inflation, which really emphasizes why it's also important to have a little nest egg outside that can help you get through that time period when Social Security benefits might have a 0% cost of living adjustment, which we've seen seniors have to live through in recent years. Great. Thank you, Thank you so much, Jennifer. And, you know, it, you mentioned as folks are living longer, it strikes me that there's there's likely a connection here between retirement planning, life insurance, you know, kind of end-of-life planning, and that costs individuals and, and families as well. And that's another one of those life events that, that maybe folks are prepared for or not. And Shane, I'm, I'm curious yeah. about your insights there. Well, so with, um, uh, so our average person comes on in their forties, they're all civilian fed. So the population is, uh, right on point here for this discussion. Uh, we have 46,000 people that are in the plan. <clears throat> so, we have a term life insurance program, and so I'm, I'm gonna tie this into mortgage in a little bit uh, with you. But what, what happens is in your 40s, you have a very different life situation. Kids, mortgage, usually, uh, if, if you were to die, your significant other, your spouse, would have to carry, would lose that income for 25 years at least, right? So there's a real need for life insurance, but. The average person stays with us 17 years, and then they fall off in pretty significant numbers in their mid-60s. <clears throat> uh, so 17 years is a big number, which means people like the program. But what happens is as they get closer to retirement, those needs for life coverage drop. So maybe they've, uh, their children are grown, uh, they, they've paid off their mortgage, they don't have significant debts, and I'm gonna ask you about that in a minute, because that's a big if. Um, <clears throat> so people naturally don't need it, plus reflective of the age, the premiums go up. Now that's term life insurance. I don't know if we're gonna talk about permanent life insurance, cash value life insurance at all today, but that's another option and a very different discussion. But um, in, with our product, term life insurance is not designed to be a wealth builder. This is not something you use to build an estate that you're gonna pass on to your kids. This is just pure death protection, which is why it's so inexpensive. But I wanted to tie that back to mortgage because the statement I just made, I don't know if that's, in your experience with federal uh, employees, 
and then maybe just financial planning in general, do you try to get people to have their mortgage paid before retirement? Because I've actually heard some financial planners say it's okay to carry your mortgage into retirement. So I'm just curious what your thoughts were on that. I think it really depends upon the individual and their financial circumstances um, and the mortgage rate that they're at. But, you know, it's wonder. I'm, I'm an advocate for being debt-free. Um, I think it's wonderful to have that off your back when you go into retirement, psychologically, if nothing else, and definitely financially. But is it a requirement to have that going into retirement? No. But it really points to the need to understand how much income you're going to get from all sources not just if, but how much is that going to be and how does that weigh against debts that I'll carry into retirement, right? In terms of insurance and protecting? Well, well, just in general, cash flow. Oh, certainly. You have to. If you're still going to carry a mortgage, you certainly have to project that into retirement. And then, you know, we always look at every year by year in our retirement planning projections. If, if somebody's going to have it paid off in another 10 years, then you want to make sure that your planning appropriately accounts for that, that you're not penalizing yourself for something that's going to eventually you know, eradicate itself by, by virtue of payoff. Did, did you find that the change in tax law is affecting what you do with financial planning and people with interest, the, the doubling of the standard deduction? Um, how has that affected your advice to, to people? It's affecting everybody differently, particularly around <clears throat> this region where the SALT impact is in, in, you know, very important, um, the, the state and lo- local Um, income tax because that's a large loss for people but we're also seeing benefits of lower rates um, the higher standard deduction and the loss of the AMT is a big boon for people so it's a mixed bag for everyone and we're really encouraging everyone to get their taxes done earlier this year rather than later because it's best to know where you stand going forward now versus October this year. Great and I think that's a that's a perfect point, Jennifer, to, to, to pause and head into our third break. And afterward, we'll, we'll pick up on this theme that tax time right now, as folks are thinking about all these issues, is the perfect opportunity to, to meld together your tax information, get, get some financial planning in order, because this is a lot of work. But you've already done a lot of work putting your taxes together. So uh, maybe this is a good time to talk about uh, more of the, uh, around that. Uh, After a word from our sponsor, you're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. If you're a federal law enforcement officer, then you know to do your job, you tap inside sources. To have a voice on policy and legislation, you join FLIOA. And when you want federal law enforcement officer news and up-to-date federal court decisions, you read FedAgent.com. If you aren't reading FedAgent.com, subscribe today. It's free. Don't let this source pass you by. I'm John Adler, president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, and I approve this message. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Uh, we're talking financial planning today. And before the break, uh, we were talking about the, the opportunity and, and the need to always be thinking forward and in, into retirement. But uh, wanted to, to take a step back and, and look at the big picture here now that we are in the middle of, of tax season. Uh, April 15th is uh, just a little bit more than a, a month around the corner. And... Um, uh, you know this. You know the the theme of this show is that we want to provide our listeners with ideas and insights on uh, how to go about uh, getting your financial house in order and tools and resources for uh, for doing so. And financial advisors are certainly uh, one of those helpful tools. And 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 we're happy to have uh, uh, two two of our guests in particular who are, who are experts on this topic. And and Chris uh, Kowalik with ProFeds, I wanted to come back to you on this. Uh, to talk a little more specifically about the things that a great financial advisor will, will, will do with you. Um, you know, not everyone has one, um, but but uh, this isn't always stuff that uh, individuals can do on their own. 
Right. And, you know, less than 25% of federal employees have ever in their entire lifetime sat down to meet with a financial professional. And so it is, it is something that uh, we, of course, encourage because it helps to be able to, to illuminate what that future looks like. So through, through my work, I noticed that there are three things that a really great financial professional will do for a federal employee. But I have to caveat this with <coughs> this person that they're working with must understand all of the craziness of the federal benefits. If they don't, if they're just a general financial plan, financial planner uh, and they, they've never really taken a deep dive into the benefits to understand all of the bizarre complexities that exist here, they very well may give very poor advice, not intentionally, but by, on, you know, by accident. And unfortunately, that employee may suffer the consequences of that bad recommendation. So very, very important uh, that we are working with financial professionals that understand how federal benefits work at a, at a very serious level. Uh, so the three things that I see a great financial professional helping an employee to do is first to help them to articulate their goals. If we, you know, if, if we have a target, but we haven't really identified what success looks like, chances are we're not going to get there. You know, if, if you don't, you can't hit a target if you don't know where you're aiming, right? Uh, and without the retirement goals, chances are retirement is just going to happen to these employees. It's not going to be a proactive decision. Um, it's it, all the things that happen in retirement uh, will just be the default, and it might not turn out to be the kind of retirement that that person was hoping for. So in our retirement workshops, we uh, we touch on this idea of sit, roll over, and fetch. And sit is the idea that uh, we decide that we're just going to keep the status quo. It's worked up, you know, worked fine up to this point, so we're just going to leave all these benefits alone as is, and I bet they'll be okay. Uh, of course, we know what disaster that can bring to the life of a retiree. The rollover mentality is where people pretend to take action. They say things like, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to uh, read up on that topic. But they never actually do anything to, ch to make big changes. But the fetch idea is that we're going to be proactive. We're going to be honest with ourselves about the consequences of the decisions that we're making and go get the retirement that we want. Because we have the capacity to do that if we're willing to be honest with ourselves and get real with our numbers. So with a financial professional, they're going to help you to articulate those goals really clearly so that you know exactly what you're aiming for. Uh, the second thing that a, a great financial advisor will do for you is to anticipate planning challenges that you might not have on your radar. So they act as somewhat of a navigator on your financial journey. So uh, they look at, at things that they know statistically are likely to happen given your financial circumstances. Uh, that might be long-term care planning. I love that this show is, is sponsored by long-term care partners. I work really closely with them to provide long-term care planning advocacy and awareness through all of the workshops that we do throughout the country. And so uh, shout out to long-term care partners. I'm, I'm glad to be able to uh, bring that awareness because this is not a sexy topic to talk about, long-term care planning. I mean, it's important and and you know we understand certainly Jennifer and I see the the impact of not planning for something like that, um, but it's just not a lot of fun to talk about. And so uh, a good financial professional is going to have hard conversations with you that you may be unable or unwilling to have with yourself because you don't really have the technical acumen to think through all of those pieces. Um, and the third and final thing that I think overarching a, a great financial professional will do is to help an employee to get the best of both worlds. And what I mean by that is coupling the great parts of the government benefits that are available to them in retirement with private sector options that give them more of the benefits and features um, that are available out in the private sector that simply aren't available through the government programs. So I encourage all of our listeners um, to remember that we don't want you to be loyal to government benefits that won't continue to serve the needs of your family in retirement. So you can be loyal all you want, but these benefits, do not they're not loyal back 
in retirement. So we've really got to have our eyes wide open as we approach these decisions. And, and finally, they, you know, these advisors can help employees to have the courage to do what's best for them because they feel educated, they feel empowered to do the right things for their family in the future and not just what's easiest, which is keeping the status quo. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Jennifer. I th- Chris, I think you did a great job going over that. Thank you. And you're right. It is very important that you work with somebody who understands the nuances of the federal government and the benefits as they relate to your, your financial planning because they're very key and critical. Um, you know, in terms of finding somebody who's really going to be able to help you, there are robo-advisors. There's all sorts of things out there today, but you really hit on a key point that you need to work with somebody who really gets to know you. Um you know, a common question that I get as a financial advisor and wealth manager is, so how much does somebody need to retire today? And to which I always answer, I don't know, how much do you need? Because some people can live off of $3,000 a month and some people can barely live off of $3,000 a day. Everyone's different and their their number is very different in terms of what they need. Um, so we always take a lot of time to get into understanding our clients and working with them. And that's why it's really important to Put a financial plan together early on versus the day you're planning to retire and to go through what we call, and Chris, what you alluded to, is sort of the what-ifs and and looking at what might um, really move the needle in your retirement versus what just puts you on, on good stead uh, and looking at all different kinds of things, such as what if there's a long-term care event? What if you decide to relocate and move somewhere else? What if spending is just a touch higher or a touch lower? What if there's a wedding? What are the, the real things that happen in life? Because you're, you're, we're all real people, and we have to think about the things that go bump in the middle of the night and, and the real-life events that are inevitable. Um, and it's one thing if you just sort of get an Excel spreadsheet and plot your life out, but that's not how life works for most of us. We, we can't live in an Excel spreadsheet. We have to live in real life. Um, so we have to, as you said, Chris, you know, really get honest with ourselves and, and really ask our question, our, ourselves the question, what is the retirement that we want, and and really putting our hands around that and developing strategies. Thanks, Jennifer. One thing that you just mentioned triggered for me uh, an issue that in another hat that I, I, I wear, uh, 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 and a, a wrinkle of the new tax law for how it's affecting uh, federal employees who do have to relocate for their jobs, uh, whether it's new hires, folks returning home from overseas, SES last move home, um, Previously was not considered taxable income. The government kind of absorbed it as a business cost. Um, but that now we're seeing folks, uh, uh, the biggest I've heard is a $12,000 tax bill uh, because of someone returning from home overseas. Uh, have you witnessed or seen this in, in your practices? And, and what are some, you know, I'd be curious about that. And, and even if not, kind of what are considerations for, for folks who, who do need to move, you know, for law enforcement type jobs? It's, it's part of how you move up up the chain, and, it, and it's part of life, but, but now there's this new wrinkle in how it affects your financial planning. No, it is very important, and it's something that you really have to look carefully at and investigate what is tax-free and what isn't tax-free, and it can come as a surprise. I haven't seen anything in the, since the tax um, laws changed in terms of an actual client scenario, such as that's a horrific bill of $12,000. But I have seen plenty of people surprised by the fact that, say, if they sell their house, the government might pay for the closing costs or some of the moving. But then suddenly at year end, it's, it's included in their, their tax filing information and, and they owe the tax pony up on it. Um, and it can come as a surprise. So you always have to understand what the implications are. And, and it's kind of hard, especially, you know, I hate people to miss out on the, the home ownership opportunity. But if you're in a position where you think you're going to be potentially moving across the country, I have to say that sometimes renting is something to consider because we all remember the housing crisis. It was over 10 years ago, but most of us still remember it. And the last thing you want to do is have something happen like that and you have to up and move halfway across the country and it's an inopportune time to sell. So if if relocation is very um, likely in your in your career I would say to really pause or think about where you want to be long term and maybe you buy a house in the long term location that you keep and come back to but maybe not for an interim spot great thank you Jennifer Chris 
Yeah, you know, I haven't seen many of the relocations, um, you know, firsthand. But from a tax standpoint, uh, you know, being prepared, whether it's for a relocation or transition into retirement, uh, there's so many uh, surprises that retirees face. And um, I happen to be um, I, I've just stepped away from a training course that I have with a, a group of financial professionals who are, are learning all about these benefits, and, and they're floored at the lack of tax awareness of how these benefits change. Uh, a good example, um, you know, in, in understanding what's tax-free and, and what's taxable is health insurance premiums. While someone is still working, they get the benefit of not paying any tax on the premium that they're paying to their FEHB carrier, uh, which is great. It's not even reported in their income at all, so they don't have to do anything in the tax um, arena, you know, as far as filing their taxes. It's already been taken care of because it wasn't reported as income. But when they step into retirement, now all of that money is taxable. So instead of, of paying six or $7,000 to Blue Cross, now that um, that retiree has to make eight thousand to be able to have six or seven left over to be able to pay the premium after they've satisfied the tax on it. So having that that tax awareness, uh, not just on things like a relocation, but things that are going to last forever, is really important for employees to be prepared for as they they make that journey into retirement. Great, thanks so much, Chris. Shane, any? Any thoughts on this conversation? I know you've been in this space for a long time, even if it's not uh, directly related to, to WEPA's line. Right. So um, WEPA's focus is uh, life insurance and has been for all these years. But we did partner with um, Ernst & Young, and we have a uh, uh, financial planning uh, benefit of being a member. These are fee-based planners trained up in uh, federal benefits, uh, it's a telephone and secure email arrangement. So it's not a, it's not a sit down as, as you might with Jennifer people at her company, but um, it's, it's extremely effective and it's a, it's, it's no cost. So if you're a member of WEPA, you can do this. And <clears throat> so I, I won't talk about that a whole lot cause I'm not a CFP. But what I would say is go to our website, uh, WEPA.org, and look at that. Uh, it's a tremendous uh, value and benefit that we put together just for civilian feds. But I, it made me think, because I personally went through this uh, early on, and I think it was the first time I had done a full, and you don't have to do a full financial plan with ours, by the way. You can just call with one-off questions. But it was the first time even though I've been in financial services and insurance for 35 years, it was the first time I did the full nine yards. And I will say, and maybe Jennifer can comment about this, it was tremendously valuable and it took a lot of time and it was a lot of work. And Jason had mentioned, now it's tax time, you're doing some of your documentation. But I, I'd love to hear you talk, Jennifer, about how much work is it? How long does it take? I mean, it's a serious endeavor, and it takes, it took me two months. That included collecting documents, but also the back and forth to develop the plan because they wanted to know my risk tolerance. How much you know, money do you expect in retirement? What realistically are you going to do in retirement? What are your sources of income? Um, so it was complicated, but it was very worth it. And I didn't even, even though I'm in this business, I didn't know how much I didn't know. We're going to make our listeners wait to hear the answer after <laughs> our last word from our sponsor. And Jennifer uh, Myers from SageWest Wealth Management will answer, what does it really take to put in the work for a full-fledged uh, financial uh, plan uh, after a last word from our sponsor? You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com.
Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. We're in the last segment of our show talking about financial planning. And before the, the break, uh, Shane Canfield from, from WEPA uh, asked our, our guest, Jennifer Myers, uh, the president of SageVest Wealth Management, really, what does it take to, to put, put the time and, and hard work into uh, putting a, a full-blown kind of financial plan together? This is something that uh, a lot of folks talk about, think about, um, but then often put off. And, but uh, I think uh, kind of the theme for this whole show is, Shutdown, taxis, and all these these events are 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 bringing the importance of setting the time aside to do this for you and your family. Uh, it's more important than ever, uh, Jennifer. No, it's a great time, and um, fortunately, it does not typically take two months. So I'm sorry that you had that experience, um, but it is time intensive. But uh, it's 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 worthwhile, and it's important to get started earlier on. Um, it's a fact-gathering process to begin with. It typically takes us maybe about two or three weeks to put a plan together and working with somebody. Um, it's a lot of, we do a lot of rock turning, but we, we try to keep it pretty simple in terms of what we ask clients to get to us in terms of a lot of detail of your pay stubs, your tax return, your income sources, your benefit statements, pulling all that information together and then putting it into um, the planning projections and then getting to know the client. Um, sort of one of those what-if things that might be relevant to your life. Do you have kids? How old are they? What stage of life are they in? What's important to you? And putting that all together um, into a plan, but it really varies. It varies if, if you pretty much have you know, a pretty straightforward W-2 situation, a plan can be done pretty quickly. If you have a lot of rental properties and we have to build out depreciation spreadsheets and, and things like that, it can, it can take some time. But um, it's a very valuable effort and it's something that really should never be put on a shelf and put away because Life does ebb and turn, and you want to make sure that your retirement plan is is moving with you and that you know what's going on. And I think one thing that's really important um, for listeners and, and anyone thinking about retirement is something that we do with, with clients is we never ask them to put together a budget because I have found in my 20-plus years that 99% of the time what you put down in your budget is going to be wrong because all you're thinking about are the things that recur every month. And wouldn't it be wonderful if our lives were so boring that everything that recurs in a month is what recurs in every single month? And that's just not how life works. So we take a very a more real approach that we look at what comes in the door in a given year, what went to taxes, and what got saved. And if it didn't go to taxes and it didn't get saved, we spent it. And we don't necessarily drive down into the detail of where it went, but we want to know what your real number is. And we track that every year because cash flow... Um, is the real crux of, of financial planning. Great. Thank you, uh, Jennifer. And uh, Chris, I know the, uh, the Fed Impact uh, Retirement sem- Seminars uh, focus a lot on this. Could you speak to this a little bit more for us? Yeah, you bet. So part of any equation when you're deciding to do something is figuring out first what it's going to cost you, but then what it's going to get you in return. And so you know, when, when Shane mentioned it took him two months, I mean, that, that may be a really complex situation. It may be really simple, whatever it might be. But part of what Shane invested was his time, his time. Well, I, I work during the day, so <laughs> I <laughs> right, can't do right. this eight hours a day, you know. So. Exactly. And two months, exactly. honestly, it's, I, I, think, I think the idea is you got to put time into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 100%. Right. Because keep in mind, you're planning for the remainder of your lifetime. And so if, if for two months you had to pull together a lot of documents, you had to think really hard, you had to really articulate your goals, but it got you what you want in the end, uh, then the investment that you made of your time and your money uh, was really worth it. So I hope that, that all of the listeners will keep that in mind. Even though planning can be hard, uh, with a right financial professional, they can, they can guide you through that process to at least make sure that in the, in the end you get what you want. Chris, I had a question uh, Shane here, sorry to jump in. In your seminars and workshops, what, what do you find is the biggest surprise that your people that you're doing the workshop for? I'm just curious, what, what's the biggest aha moment for those people in the room? Because I know you've done a lot of this. Yeah, the biggest aha moment is people 
um, looking backwards and saying, man, I should have come to this workshop 20 years ago, but because look at all the different decisions that I would have made. It's really an eye-opening experience, and, and part of our job is helping them to see that there's a path forward in all of the decisions that they get to make. Uh, we're not just there to tell them the bad news. We're there to, to show them how all the different decisions play out in real life so that they feel armed and equipped to make the right decision. Fabulous, uh, uh, Chris, and I think that's that's if if nothing else, kind of the aha moment that that we wanted folks listening to this program today to to walk away with is that it's 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 never too early, it's never too soon to start thinking about taking the time, putting the work in uh, with yourself, with your family, uh, to thinking about your your financial outlook, uh, your your financial future. Uh, uh, it, it does affect your quality of life, uh, everything uh, for, for folks going forward into the future. Uh, we're just in the last few minutes of the program here, and so I wanted uh, our, our listeners to have an opportunity to make sure that they knew where they can connect and find information from each of our guests. Uh, Chris Kowalik um, with ProFeds, uh, let's start with you. Yeah, certainly. So one of the biggest questions I get is, do you have a checklist of the things that I should be doing before I plan to retire? And so I thought, what a great thing to be able to put together for our listeners. And so the way all of our listeners can get this easily is to compose a text to us. Let me give you the number. It's 224-444-6144. And if you'll type in the word action. And we're going to give you the 10 must-do action items to prepare to retire from federal service. You'll get it in an email. We'll shoot you a link in, in, in your uh, text stream as well, so you'll be able to have access to that. And then we'll have a line of communication in the event that any of our listeners have any questions. So one more time, that number, 224-444-6144. And then just include the word action, and we'll send that right over. Fabulous. And, and uh, in addition to that, is there a, uh, what, what's the website that folks can, can go for, for ProFeds? Sure. So any federal employees interested in learning more about the training opportunities that we have throughout the country, uh, you can visit fedimpact.com. And uh, you'll be able to see all the, the different locations. And in fact, anyone who requests that 10 must-do action items, they'll get a link as well so they can check out and see if we have some training in their local area. Fabulous. Uh, thanks so much, Chris Wallach, for joining us. Shane. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would say go to WAPA.org, W-A-E-P-A.org. Um, <clears throat> check out the various tools we have because we have – uh, many different planning tools and resources beyond what we've talked about here today. It is truly a resource. It's strictly geared towards civilian feds. So uh, I would say go there, tool around on the website, and um, take from it what you will. Perfect. Shane Canfield, uh, CEO of WEPA, uh, WEPA.org. Thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, last but not least, uh, Jennifer Meyer, Sage Vest Wealth Management. Uh, thank you for being here with us today. Where, where can folks uh, hook up with you and uh, find some more about uh, Sage Vest? Sure. We're right here local in McLean, Virginia, uh, for people in the, the D.C. area. And to check out our website at www.sagevestwealth.com. Um, I love the comment of it's never too early, never too late, because we even advise and have a segment on there, Sage Vest Kids, of even getting your kids started on understanding financial literacy early on. So check it out for yourself and, and for your loved ones. Fabulous. Well, 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 Jennifer Myers, Shane Canfield, Chris Kowalik, thank you so much for joining us here today on, on Fed Talk for this important topic. Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm of Shaw, Bransford, and Loth. Have a great weekend. <laughs>